happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. If you've ever driven on an American highway, you know them. The big blue signs near interstate exits showing travelers the nearest gas, food, and hotel or motel options. They're officially called interstate logo signs or specific service signs. But the places featured aren't random. Scoring a spot on these signs boosts profits for many companies and for the states that control them. As of 2019, Tennessee nabbed about $8 million per year, and Virginia got about $6 million, thanks to the signs. For the article this episode is based on, House to Fork spoke via email with Jenny Campana, a spokesperson for the Nebraska Department of Transportation. She said, All highway signs serve a specific purpose, and their color is how you can easily tell what the sign's purpose is, direction, information, regulations, etc., These signs, in particular, are blue, or informational signs. Regardless of what state you drive through, if you see a blue sign, it's going to provide helpful information to motorists as they travel along their way. There are three basic types of blue logo signs. First, mainline, which is the first one you see. It lets you know certain services are nearby. These are bigger than you might have thought, uh, typically about 19 feet, that's 6 meters wide, by about 10 feet, or 3 meters high. The second type of blue sign is the ramp. This is closer to the exit and indicates whether you turn right or left at the end of the off-ramp. 
of businesses that are clearly visible from the exit might not qualify for a ramp sign. And finally, there's the trailblazer. This last and smallest sign is placed at each corner where drivers should turn in order to reach the business. Only certain types of businesses can advertise on the logo signs, gas stations, restaurants, lodging, and attractions. HowStuffWorks also spoke with Mark Nagy, a spokesperson for the Tennessee Department of Transportation. He said, The attraction category was added later for tourist attractions. In general, the businesses need to be within 5 miles or 8 kilometers of a freeway exit, except attractions can be within 15 miles or 24 kilometers, and they have to be open to the general public during normal business hours. Each state sets its own criteria, but usually, the businesses listed must have public restrooms, drinking water, and public phones. Those that are open around the clock sometimes get priority over those that are open for fewer hours of the day. Distance from the highway may count in some states, too. In Florida, for instance, priority is given to businesses less than three miles, that's five kilometers, from the exit, though those up to six miles, about nine and a half kilometers from the exit, are eligible for inclusion. Attractions like museums, wineries, agritourism sites, and zoos are eligible for sign placement, too, but not churches, movie theaters, and adult-oriented entertainment venues. Applying to be featured is easy these days. You just fill out a form online. But nabbing a spot is another story. Some businesses wait for years to get a spot in some urban locations. HowStuffWorks also spoke with Tracy Bramble, an information specialist for the Iowa Department of Transportation. She said, in the urban areas, it can be difficult to secure a spot on the blue motorist service signs or logo signs because they often fill up to capacity. There's a limit of six spots on the signs. She adds that all signs have to be spaced at least 800 feet, that's about 240 meters apart, and must be placed directly in advance of the interchange where the business can be accessed. Green and white guide signs, that is for cities, highways, and major destinations of interest, have a higher priority classification. So where interchanges are designed closely together, there may not be enough room to install the blue logo sign and still maintain the spacing required. And even if space is available, it can be pricey. In Nebraska, for example, it's $1,200 per year per sign. So if you want to cover exits in both directions, it would cost you $2,400 per year. In Tennessee, the price is around $900 in urban areas and $650 in rural locations per direction. New Jersey, meanwhile, can be as high as $2,400 in each direction. If you're a nonprofit organization, you'll receive a discounted rate in some states. But in some rural areas, the blue signs often feature plenty of open spaces, causing drastic price declines. In Iowa, you can snag spots for as little as $230 in the right areas, according to Bramble. She explained, In Iowa, the fees charged are not commingled with other road user fees, but are earmarked specifically for outdoor advertising control purposes, including the administration of the logo signing program. Some states hire private contractors to run the program, who are then allowed to set their own price structures. Iowa has reinstated its state-run program and has avoided raising fees since 1996. The biggest private contractor in the business is a company called Interstate Logos, which handles the fabrication and installation process for over 20 states around the country. It makes most of its money from the signed permits, but it also actively markets any unfilled spaces in hopes of filling any blank spots on those big blue signs. 
Nagy says that the Tennessee Department of Transportation gets 80% of the gross revenue from the contractor it uses. Prices for businesses can and do change once a contractor takes over. In New Hampshire, for instance, the annual fee rocketed from $500 to $1,800 per sign, drawing ire from some businesses, according to a local newspaper. States initially began deploying these signs to provide valuable and accurate motorist service information for the traveling public. Decades ago, the signs took on even more importance as Americans began to decry the overuse of billboards. And so dense were these unsightly clusters of commercialization that President Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Highway Beautification Act in October of 1965, which limited billboard and other outdoor advertising. States also took it upon themselves to reduce the number of billboards along their roadways. Vermont took things even further, banning billboards outright, along with Maine, Hawaii, and Alaska. With limited billboard opportunities, companies still needed a way to get the word out. So states compromised. Enter the big blue signs. They provide smaller businesses a feasible way to market their service at a cost much lower than billboards. And thanks to their standardization, they're easy to read as you're zipping by at speed. Today's episode is based on the article, Who Does and Doesn't Get Featured on Blue Highway Exit Signs, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Nathan Chandler. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.